Hey everybody, welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John, thank you so much for joining us today. Why are you looking at this plush version of Grogu? Well, because we're going to talk a lot about his potential future. We're going to speculate on Grogu beyond the Mandalorian here on the podcast. And with me as always, my wonderful co-hosts, Lacey Gilleran and James Bainey. Uh, what is going on? Lacey, you are, a, I would say you're a Grogu fan. Is that is that fair to say? Yes, I would say fanatic. I love Grogu. A gro- oh, So a Grogu fanatic. Uh, you even enjoyed uh, the Grogu cereal. I did um, enjoy it. Yes, you you enjoyed that, which will be will be a relevant topic later in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Grogu uh, merch, do you feel like the bubble has burst, or is there more? Or do you, do you, are we still climbing? I think in the way of like action figures and stuff, probably we've hit the point of like we've got it all. I say that <laughs> knowing that. Uh, Tanashi Nations, I believe is the company name, just released like a samurai version where they have him in the little like push cart and it's absolutely adorable. So it's like, oh, they've done it all. And then some they release something like that. Um, I think you're going to see Grogu on a lot of kids clothes for a long time. Oh, and I yeah, know because true. I've been getting them all. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that they'll always be on the clothes. Yeah, I think the next thing would be is if what we're going to talk about later, like if Grogu moves on and th- like he becomes adult Grogu or right. something. Right, but baby like for now like, is going to, they're used, they're milking that for uh, yeah. baby stuff. Um, James, you know, you're not a big collector. I do see you do have a Grogu behind you. Um, do you, is, is Bennett, uh, is he into Grogu? Like I know he's not fully versed into Star Wars yet, but has he caught on to the Grogu phenomenon? No, um, I think that when he, he's still like, if he was a, if he had a character that he would pick, it's BB-8, um, would be like, he likes porks too, right? Yeah, he likes porks. Yep. So, but, and Grogu to him is still baby Yoda, which is interesting. Like kind of makes you see the whole marketing trend thing like that they've moved into grogu but like the the culture that is behind that character and that movement and that fascination is still my whole family calls it baby yoda, baby still. yoda. that's yeah that's a great point because if, if you like when i when i was um like a teen when or early teen when like the special editions came out and the power of the force figures were huge i would call like toys r us and be like hey do you have blank figure in or whatever and i would be that annoying guy like can you go check if you have this figure if people called like target now to ask for that they would probably say do you have baby yoda not grogu because the person at target would be like i have no idea what grogu is yeah but they would know what a baby yoda is even though on the box it doesn't say baby yoda Mm -hmm. do they have toys that say grogu yeah they probably sure I don't know if they do yet. I think it still says the child, actually. Yeah, but I'm so not we, sure. We talked recently. about that the other day when we discussed the Disney store or whatever. I said they still have clothes that said the child. And I was like, I feel yeah. like we're past that, but I Are guess we past maybe not. This, guys? Come yeah. On. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's gone in stages of like Baby Yoda. And then it was, and then we kind of were like, the child, that's the marketing. That's how they're going to push this thing. But mm-hmm. the baby Yoda still was like the bigger cultural thing, and then now it's mm-hmm. it's even right. still like it that we know the the name, but it all it all ties into the the 
baby Groot thing too. And like seeing how Marvel handled the same similar type of success and True. they have moved past baby Groot. Well, yeah. the whole thing is that he was Groot before Baby Groot, so people that's true knew like that's once a good he's point. moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're gonna get into him a little more. Uh, Grogu's gonna be the main point of our discussion, but uh, we like to have some other fun first here on TRB. We like to load up our episodes, and uh, James is gonna take us through part one. If we don't count that opening as part one, I don't mm-hmm. know if we count that. But either way, James, what's up, man? I fear nothing for all this. As the force wills it. We're getting ready to do Will of the Force this week. Uh, but before we get into it, I want to talk a little bit about our Patreon. So please, if you could, consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. Uh, if you haven't yet, check out the page at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and take a look at all of the tiers, which start at just $2. $2, guys. I had like lunch with my son today and it was like $20. Like, I could have had an A&W burger or I could have supported a podcast that I love for 10 months. Pretty crazy if you think about <laughs> it that way. Um, your support secures the future of the podcast and allows us to grow and put more time into creating content. And now it is more important than ever. So with a huge 2022 coming from star wars we need to be prepared and make a lot of content and we need to support we need the support to keep doing it at this level so if you are able to support a big thank you from all of us it means so much um we are going to get started with will the force this week all of all of our patrons who are five dollar supporters or higher are able to submit questions and we're going to start off with a new person a new patron supporter a commander Uh, Michael Schilling, Michael wanted to know and asked us, will Fennec Shand tell Boba Fett about Omega in the book of (sighs) Boba Fett? Um, You got you have to start here. You want me to start on this one? Yeah. yeah. yeah, You're you're our you're our bad batch guy. All right. So we talked a little bit about this on Monday and how the new report from Star Wars Newsnet kind of makes me think we're leaning in direction that they might not go so heartfelt with the show and just leave it as like Boba Fett, you know, taking names, right? Just going through the book. Um, Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes me think that that is not going to happen. However, I still think, will the name be mentioned? Will it kind of be tied in? I think it's possible I just think there's so many connections with Book of Boba Fett uh, and the Bad Batch. Meaning, like, why did Fennec Shand have to be in the B- Bad Batch? But right, she's there, right. you know? Um, there are other rumors that, you know, some of these other uh, bounty hunters are going to show up in Book Boba Fett too. So when you're watching Bad Batch and you see, like, Cad Bane show up and everybody's like, oh, Cad Bane, we haven't gotten him in forever. And then, the, you know, the possibility of him showing up in live action, it's like, you have Boba Fett and and Fennec Shan and Cad Bane and all this other stuff, all the all these things that have to do with Kamino and clones and they mention all this, yeah. stuff, you know, it just seems very obvious to me that um, I mean, hopeful obvious that that could be a connection they go down. So I think Fennec Shan and Boba Fett will at some point i'm hoping they utter the words omega it just gets mentioned reference a sister something along those lines um that that's my thought on it uh michael uh, i'm gonna get to john on this one what are your thoughts i do not think fennec shand is gonna tell boba fett about omega in the book of boba fett 
I think yeah, that specific. Gonna, yeah, I think he's gonna already have awareness of it. I think something's gonna happen in the Bad Batch, which is gonna explain why Omega has not been present during the stories we've seen thereafter. So I don't think that's gonna be something that Fennec Shand sort of mm-hmm. reveals or or tells Boba Fett about. So no. Yeah, yeah, I can get down on that. Um, Lacey, what are your thoughts? On this question, Fennec Shan telling Boba Fett, I guess, about Omega, or I guess loosely the the thought that there might be an Omega connection. I think she will. And the reasoning because it kind of like you look at the bigger picture of like, why is she involved with Boba Fett? And then she's a part of the Bad Batch and knows all this stuff. And then you bring it back and you're like, well, that's why she was saved by him. That's why now they're buddy buddy and, you know, she owes him a life debt. And that's why she's connected to Boba Fett I think yes I think she will I think that she's gonna mention it or it's gonna come up or something I actually never there thought about that there has to be that. a reason why she's there like it it's all gotta be connected somehow I still in my head have thought of Boba Fett meeting Fennec Shan for the first time like after she was shot but it probably makes more sense now that they have a long history together and that when she was shot, he got the notification and went to where she was. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe. That's a good yeah. that's a good perspective. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our next question here, which has to do uh, about uh Qui-Gon Jin. Will Force Ghost Qui-Gon Jin appear to Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? Lacey, I'm bouncing back at you on this one. At first, uh, we're talking about Qui-Gon showing up, but to the quote-unquote wrong person right yeah I, I don't think he will i think uh reasoning because in revenge of the sith or not revenge of the sith in attack of the clones mm-hmm. when anakin does all that terrible stuff to the tuscan raiders and stuff you hear qui-gon jinn yell no and yoda like senses it like i i think that was him c- trying to connect to anakin before he made that move and I think once that happened, he knew he was too far gone to talk to or to save. So I think if he's going to come and speak to someone, he's going to use his time and energy and value to give it to Obi-Wan. That's interesting, Lacey, because your explanation made me think, made me change my mind to opposite what you are saying. Oh, yeah, Lacey, Lacey uh, or John, what, what do you think? What's your guess? I, it's tough to quant to like put a tangible thing on where's the line of force ghost end. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we will at least hear Qui-Gon's voice in Vader's head or something when he's in his back to tank or something. And he's going to, he- he's going to hear his voice. I think, uh, I don't know if we're going to see the glowing, manifestation sitting on a a bench outside of his back to tank like what are you doing man you're picturing like he's in there chilling and then he hears qui-gon and he opens his eyes and they're red or something yeah yeah Yeah. so i I think we'll hear him in his mind whether it's in a nightmare or something because that would be a nice connection to what Lacey was saying about the prequels how qui-gon did speak he says anakin Anakin. no i think is what he says i I think he even you even hear his voice maybe even in revenge of the sith too oh yeah um so I, I think so, but not a physical manifestation. So I think you, you will hear his voice, uh, in, or Vader will hear 
Qui-Gon. Um, so if that counts. So I'll say yes in that regard. Yeah, I, I started by saying the the wrong person because we tend to think of Qui-Gon, if he's going to be in the series, he's going to show up to Opie one um, Right, and, he's going to go to the light side. But yeah, yeah, and this question posed this idea that he would show up, but to like the wrong person, right? Like, uh, that's not the way I saw this going at all. And it was interesting because... Um, I was going to say, I don't think this is the case, but then Lacey, you brought up the fact that his voice was reaching out to Anakin and it started making me think a little bit about a lot of fan theories on the whole, like what if Qui-Gon didn't die and how he would have been the person who was to train Anakin. He was the person who really legitimately had the faith in him. Whereas Obi-Wan was told to have the faith in him. Um, and so he's like, I got to do this because I trusted my master. My master thinks you're the chosen one and cool, right. you know? Yeah, he so got he, passed off to him. Yeah, yeah he kind of just goes with the flow. Um, but Qui-Gon was really the one that had his heart set on training Anakin and, and thought it was important that he learn the right way. So I think this could be, if they did this, this would be, a. I feel like for a lot of fans, a new understanding of the prequels like whoa mm-hmm. you know like the mm-hmm. stuff that Qui-Gon says to him is like I'm going to go back and rewatch Phantom Menace completely differently now you know of of what and uh, what he mm-hmm. thought right what I wanted you to be like Anakin what you were supposed to be what you were chosen to be and how Darth Vader reacts to that like brushing off of this ghost would be such a cool scene to see it makes me feel even it makes me more excited to see that than Qui-Gon talking to Obi-Wan and just being like, still pretty awesome, right? <laughs> How are things? <laughs> Going good? All right. Awesome. You seen Yoda around lately? Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. They, like, there's nothing There's nothing that really shakes things up there. I mean, maybe somebody could point that out to me in the comments, but um, I think that's a, a wild idea of him showing up to Darth Vader. All right, we're going to move on to another one here. And this one is uh, another question submitted by one of our uh, patron uh, contributors. Uh, Major Nerd Coma. <laughs> Major Nerd, yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> will we see a trailer for Obi-Wan or Andor before the year's end? Um, John, what do you think? Uh, yeah, Andor. We will see a trailer for Andor before the end of the year. Trailer for Andor? Not Obi-Wan. Not, not Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Andor, Yeah. Yep. And it might be, you know, an after... Uh, uh, no, actually, you know what? I think they'll isolate it. They won't pair it with Boba Fett or anything like that on Disney Plus because they want it to the public. But I think we'll get... Yeah, we'll get a trailer for Andor before the end of the year. Not Kenobi just yet. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Lacey, what are your thoughts? Which one? I or agree with John. I think we're going to get Andor. We're going to get a teaser on Disney Plus Day. <sighs> it's such an unknown. I don't have faith in this Disney Plus Day like I think you guys do. I think that if there's anything they're going to give us on Disney Plus Day, it's Andor because that's wrapped shooting. Yeah. So if they're going to give us something that they want people talking about with Star Wars, they're going to give us a full trailer for Book of Boba Fett at some point. But then on Disney Plus Day, they're going to give us a teaser for Andor. When is Disney Plus Day? Remind me. November 12th. Uh, Yeah, November 12th. No. Yeah, no. So we're going to get a trailer for Book of Boba Fett before that and then get the teaser for Andor with a behind the scenes clip for Book of Boba Fett. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say no on both of these. I don't, I don't think we're getting it. I think Disney just plays so wow, close to so the chest. Wow, you're so lame, James. You don't like fun stuff. I will. I hope it happens. <laughs> I'm saying I think they just play way too close to the chest. And you're talking mm. about Obi Wan and Andor being like maybe spring. Like if that's the case, and they're willing to put out trailers that far in advance, um, then Teaser. why haven't we gotten Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett trailers yet? It's just it's not. They don't they don't market that ahead uh, of schedule. So I think that at that time, n- November, they're just going to be so focused on letting us know more about Book of Boba Fett and how it's coming and wait till that runs its course. That's when you're going to start seeing the other shows and or Obi-Wan. I'm trying to remember what kind of trailers they showed us f- on Disney Investor Day. Didn't they show us Jungle Cruise? Well, we got the Andor thing oh. as kind of a teaser trailer like they had something behind prepared the scenes where they yeah. had yeah, yeah a lot of behind the scenes and that's why i'm saying we'll get a trailer yeah I, yeah i'm not thinking of that as like a trailer i'm thinking that is another like advertisement and it's not that's not the show yet but but they're done shooting know. james <laughs> they are done shooting but they're also done shooting book of boba fett we don't have anything so it's true i don't know uh, let's do the last question here. Uh, assuming he is alive after episode nine, will Lucasfilm explain where Grogu was during the events of the sequel trilogy? And bonus, if you guys want to answer this, and uh, what medium of storytelling? Lacey, I'm coming back at you. Talking Grogu. Start with John. Head in. Start with John on this one. John, uh, wh- where do you think uh, he's likely to show up? I, th- I think they will explain it. Um, I have this weird feeling that there's going to be some sort of premonition, whether that's from Ahsoka or somebody um, sensing what happens at Luke's Academy and that prevents him from going there. Um, and he maybe either goes into hiding or something like that, like like Yoda did after Revenge of the Sith. I mean, it'd be a little too much if you went to Dagobah and was like, this, no one's living here now. All right. This mm-hmm. little hut looks nice. It's about <laughs> my size. Um, I think the Empire but, destroyed Dagobah. D- the whole planet? I think no. I think they went there. I I could be wrong on that, but I th- I have a vague thought that they went there and found the area and destroyed it. I could be wrong. So he's not gonna go there. <laughs> I, um, I might be wrong on that. <laughs> no, um, I, I think in a comic they'll do something that kind of explains where he was during the sequel trilogy. Um, I think so. I think they almost have to, especially if we're gonna like we're gonna get into in a little bit, explore maybe where he goes going forward. So I'm gonna say yes, and probably some kind of comic book. Yeah, Lacey, um, thoughts on uh, Lucasfilm explaining what happened to Goku during the events of the sequel trilogy? You know, it's funny. I think Lucasfilm and fans, there's a lot of different characters that were wondering, like, where were they? Weren't they called to the fight? Like, what's going on? Um, So I think they're going to have to at least give some explanation. I think it's going to be done in a book. Something more long form than a comic. That gives a little bit more detail. I, I definitely think we will learn the answer to that question. Like, where was Grogu and what was his place during the sequel trilogy? Um, in what medium of storytelling? <sighs> All right, I don't. I don't know if I really think this, but I'm going to go wild here. I think an animated series. 
Interesting. Whoa. I think that they going they for have, the resources. I think they have an opportunity here to bring in maybe some new characters and those characters will be will be shown in other things or whatever but it's all kind of like this is these new characters with Grogu that's the team up it's not Mandalorian but it's it's this other thing and they're just kind of on their own journey over here and I think the probably the as we talk a lot and we'll probably still continue to talk about it the marketability of baby Yoda They'll probably want to keep that um, front and center and to do it in like a comic or a novel, Mm -hmm. you lose the cuteness aspect to it. (sighs) So they could keep that character alive without having to do live action stuff with it, but they could keep him alive and keep him every week, like animated cute baby Yoda doing things that are a little bit more than they could do with a puppet and make it extra that's, cute that's big true. eyes and all this other stuff you know to make him good expressions that's stuff. a good point yeah so i'm thinking that we're probably due for a good animated series around that time uh that involves grogu as one of the main characters and they'll just make it really right. cute and stuff all right that's it for will of the force this week guys you know you can always submit questions um just on twitter or you know, email or anything you want to do to reach out to us. You can send them to us personally, or uh, as we talked about earlier, you can join our Patreon, Patreon, and submit them that way. And when we ask for them every week, there you go. Uh, John, take us into the discussion. Obi One once thought as you do. All right. Yes, this week's discussion is about Grogu, uh, his future in Star Wars beyond the Mandalorian. So Grogu, as we said, transcended Star Wars, became a pop culture phenomenon when he first appeared from underneath his little blanket in The Mandalorian Chapter One. Uh, he'll likely return at some so point. Loud. <laughs> I screamed so loud at like what was it? 3 I remember just three. A, I remember. I'll never forget seeing the 34. point of view from behind him when you finally see the ears pop up and just yes. being like, "What?" Straight up scream, scared my cats. Woke up mad. <laughs> it was. Um, so he will likely return at some point in the Mandalorian and or elsewhere, but we're here to speculate on the, on the future for Grogu beyond the Mando era, even maybe after the sequel trilogy, um, because it's a young character, especially for what we've seen his species can live up to 900 years. Uh, there's a lot of ways they can use him. Um, he can become fully realized Jedi. I mean, there's a, it's open palette blank canvas for lucasfilm to tap into this resource which is such a amazing thing to hit on here um so the thing that i've been thinking about which i i've talked about before everyone's saying like this mandoverse is going to be like how they're going to do their version of the avengers for star wars i think it it's going to be post sequel trilogies what they're going to do for their Avengers for Star Wars because I think they're going to bring Rey back they're going to have Finn becoming a Jedi they're going to have an older Ezra in the mix there they're mm-hmm. going to bring Grogu into that don't be shocked if you see like Christopher Sean show up as an older Kaz Ziono uh, being like the new Poe like flying uh, being that like the fighter pilot uh, X-Wing pilot or whatever I think that's where they're going to do their big thing and bring in all these characters and it's just gonna be so layered with 
all these characters we we've grown to know through these different mediums telling brand new stories after episode nine so that you don't have an end game where you're like oh i know where this ends so it's going to be like this yeah um and with grogu i just love the idea that he's 50 years old in mando which is you know nine years after return of the jedi or five years or whatever after return of the jedi 20 years before the sequel trilogy so you figure say for argument's sake they pick up with the events after episode nine like 10 years after he'll be like close to 100 which was around the the age Yoda was when he started training Jedi. Yeah. We're going to see a fully realized Grogu. And I think that's the I mean, I think we'll see him pop up in these sh- upcoming shows. I think he's going to come back in Mando at some point. Um he may even be in the Ahsoka series because of that connection they made sure they established in that episode between how comfortable he was with Ahsoka. Um but my eye is on just adult Grogu. And I know that's going to take away a little bit of the cuteness, um, but people still love Yoda and they'll probably keep him sort of looking like he does just a little older and keep that charm a bit. I think that's going to be something amazing. Like just again, like if you're a listener, close your eyes and picture Ray interacting with Grogu like right now, throw Finn in there. Don't you like get the butterflies a little bit and feel like, wow, that is a level of connectivity that will just unearth all these possibilities for Star Wars. And that's where my mind is to kick things off. Exactly what you're saying, that feeling, that emotional aspect to seeing those things cross over. Like, I love this and I love this. The two of them are interacting is exactly why Marvel is as successful as they are. Yes, absolutely. Fluffernutter. When I don't know this. what you just said. <laughs> I love this. Peanut Put butter together. marshmallow. Oh, interesting. Um, you never heard of that sandwich before? No, I, I, it's a sandwich. Oh yeah, this it's is a New getting England crazier. Thing, John Fluffernutters are New England. They they came up in Boston. Oh, I think James. they're, they're apparently sure. still there. <laughs> like just Fluffernutters are marshmallow out. fluff and peanut butter on a sandwich. Yep. Weird. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah, you you need to try that, dude. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I love that. For once, it was the other way around. Usually, James is like, "Have you tried this James thing that only Ohio yeah. has?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's weird because he's like, "Exactly, bibbly bopadoo." I'm like, "What did you just do?" I'm like, "John, nobody knows what you're talking about." <laughs> I think you're the only person who doesn't. I love no, Fluffernutters. I guarantee, I guarantee Fluffernutters people in so the good. comments are going to say, All right, I'm putting a poll on Twitter right now from TRB. Do you know what a Fluffernutter is? I know is? people will say, Absolutely, I've had that, whatever. But I'm going to say there are definitely people who are like, I don't know what that is. I just, I love that you're like, Bippity boppity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bing shuma shama. <laughs> All right. Uh, what were we talking I'll, about? Oh, I'll yeah, read the so results that's, at the end of the episode. So right. that's why Avengers has done so well. Yes, exactly. Because I mean, think about Thor showing up on the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. You're like, oh my god, they're actually meeting. Then you have Spider-Man meeting Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. Absolutely, the crossover when characters meet is just so satisfying because you're like, you would think these characters would get together and, and be so epic, and then you mm-hmm. realize that they all have their own problems, and that's where the things can. Conf- become conflicts um yeah i agree i think that they're definitely grogu's here to stay 
he's he's made his his case in this and we saw that in the gallery when John Favreau was talking about it, like he's become part of the Star Wars universe like people just know everyone knows who baby Yoda or Grogu is mm-hmm. everyone my dad even knows Bill Gill knows what baby Yoda is so if Bill knows <laughs> then everyone knows um and he's on every piece of merchandise and every backpack going back to school. You know, my little cousins have backpacks of him. It's just and they've never even seen the show. So kind of like that's the impact that this character has had mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. you have people rocking the merchandise and loving, you know, the toys and stuff. But they've never seen the show and they don't watch Star Wars and they don't care about anything that has to do with Star Wars. They only care about Baby Yoda Grogu. Yeah, That's it's like thing. it's like the idea <laughs> Lacey, of Pokemon without having to play. It's like I like, right, Pikachu, I like Pikachu or like I buy yeah. Pikachu things, but like I don't watch does, Pokemon. I don't play those games. Does, Come on. does people caring about Grogu in the sense of like, oh, I'm gonna buy this figure for my nephew translate to I'm interested in that character and I want to watch what he's in? I think those kids are gonna grow up and want to see more of him. Yeah. yeah, once they're old enough to see The Mandalorian, which, you know, yeah. I think a lot of people are letting their young kids watch The Mandalorian because of Baby Yoda. But I think as they grow up, they're going to want more. And I think Disney knows that they've got you hooked in. They're like, oh, this group is going to age up with this character, yeah. kind of like Harry Potter. Harry Potter was the perfect age that a lot of us grew up with, that when we were 11, the first book came out and we were like, we want to go to Hogwarts. And then by the time we were teenagers, he was a teenager. So it's like kind of like that and i think disney's realizing that you know i don't think john favreau went into this being like i'm going to create this character that is so wonderful and cute that everyone's going to connect with it and it's all you're going to see i was just thinking about that like do you, uh, like it's kind of side note from the discussion but like do you mm-hmm. think that the baby yoda and ten- character was fully intentional like disney were like oh this is going to be cute but I think they even have stated like anybody involved was like we did not expect they it to had be. no idea. Yeah. I don't think John Favre John Favreau was like, look, this is cute. People are gonna love it. People love Yoda. I don't think That's anybody could have fathomed how big of a phenomenon this is. It's so weird been. though, because anytime you ever see anybody like, yeah. that's got to see it ahead of time, they were like, as soon as I saw it, I knew instantly everybody was gonna love that. And I'm like, what? But what is that was, a throwaway what was missing? Thing, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. To think of think about Gizmo in the late '80s. I know, like I was the right age for that as a little kid. I'm just thinking like how adorable he was, and I was like hoping he was real and wanting to like have him as my little friend and stuff like that. Like that's almost what Baby Yoda is. Like Gizmo was this huge thing in the late '80s with Gremlins because yeah. they're all ugly and he's this. Little I would cute argue one. Pikachu. Pikachu's probably the big one that's like stood the test of time. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more so because Gizmo kind of looks a little like Grogu with the Mogway. ears and the big yeah. eyes. And yeah. So it, trying to look at it from a little kid perspective, I think Lacey's right. These kids are going to grow up with Grogu and um, it's going to mean a lot more to them. Kind of how people who grew up with the Ewoks uh, love the Ewoks, whereas people who were older when they first saw Star Wars didn't necessarily like the Ewoks, you know? Right. Or like right. how little kids grow up with Rey. And when Ray comes back, it's going to be this huge thing because those kids are going to be in their 20s. They're going to be the ones podcasting. And it's going to be this monumental thing. Right. It's like thing. us seeing Luke. I mean, a lot of the connection with yeah, Luke, with, yeah. a, with 
all of us as Star Wars fans is that we grew up with Luke. He's our childhood hero. So to see him again, it has this like really emotional connection. I think kids are going to have that with Grogu and with Rey, John. I think you're completely right. And Finn and Poe and BB-8. I think they're going to grow up and just know that those characters are their Star Wars. And I, it's just so interesting, though, because the sequel trilogy, I feel like a lot of kids have seen, if not, you know, the cartoons, Galaxy of Adventures type stuff, or the actual movies themselves. I think a lot of young kids went to those movies because they were, you know, PG or whatever. Were they PG-13? Uh, I feel like parents took their huh? kids anyway. I saw a lot of little, little kids at these P- movies, but... PG-13 is I only think... only came around, I think, in like the early, late 80s or something. Late no, I'm 80s, saying I think... the sequel trilogy, were they PG-13? The sequel trilogy was PG-13. Yeah. I still all, all saw tons. Star Wars. I still saw tons of little kids there. But regardless, yeah, people are always going to take their kids to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I think the craziest thing, you know, thinking about this discussion topic is the fact that so many kids know Baby Yoda and have never seen an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. My son. Yeah. Bennett. He, like, yeah. He, he was one, one and a half saying Baby Yoda. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's insane. And I don't know where he like even knew that. Like, did he hear me talking about it? It's right, just, you it's posted crazy. a video about it, right? Where you asked him, and he's just like, <laughs> he, goes, "He goes, that's Baby Yoda." I'm like, "How'd you know that?" He's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." <laughs> but to so, can I steer this back a little bit to the sure. topic at hand? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So my my thought here is that you know it's kind of an, an unpopular opinion because everybody just kind of looks at it like, well, that's not fun. But my something as far as my guesses when I guess things when I think of the direction that things are going to go that I've had a lot of success is betting on the unknown which mm-hmm. is you know it, uh, for an example like is the planet that Ray on is, is that Tatooine it's like well it could be Tatooine you're right that is a sand planet that we know that would have a lot of connection to the Star Wars world and it would you know make a lot of sense for all these reasons but is it is it likely that I would get that out of the options being an eternity of millions of possibilities of other planets? Is it this one or billions of other op- opportunities that somebody just created out of their head? It's right, probably right. more likely that that's, that's the logical choice. So when we think about Grogu in the post episode nine era in that timeline, we start to go, what makes sense? Oh, well, they're going to pair this person up with Gray or Ray. I'm sorry. Um, we're, they're going to pair this person up with Finn, you know, and because there's so much that we don't know about that era that we tend to just point to those characters as those are the only options. And I have a strong feeling, although I like John's idea, I think that's a smart move for Disney to do is make the post episode nine era a little bit more Avengers and let uh, Avengery and let those stories build. And we just don't know where we're going and they're endlessly, you know, that, that that's all good. I can't say for certain that Grogu is going to end up with characters that we know because there's only right. like five or 10 characters that we could probably put on a list that are characters that I, we would recognize as the big and what's heroes. The probability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you as soon as you involve other storytellers that are like, oh, I get to tell stories in this era. Oh, but I can't use Ray. Okay, well, can I use Grogu? Yes. All right, I'll do that. I don't. 
I feel like Grogu has reached that level where it's not going to be one of those things where they're like, oh, uh, Charles Soule wants to write a comic on Grogu. They're going to be like, nope. I'm talking about live action content. Like untouchable. I'm talking yeah. about yeah. Disney Plus shows and other things like that. And the, just sure. the future of this character beyond episode nine and that timeline. I'm just right now, because I, I agree with where I think everybody is, is it makes total sense to do that with Ray. But I have to acknowledge you, sometimes you got to bet on what you don't know and because that's just reasonably mathematically a, a logical choice that Grogu is going to have a storyline that doesn't involve like Ray, you know, she's right. one other person that's out there. And yes, she's a Jedi. But I mean, at this point, we still haven't even seen Ahsoka and Luke together. We had that debate right, last week. Right. It's like, and I, there's no reason those two characters but, shouldn't have met up. So it's like, I don't know that that Grogu has a fate uh, that leads him to Ray. That's fair. I mean, I I feel I'm pretty confident and not based on any knowledge or anything that we're gonna see more movies with you know Ray yeah. and Daisy back in that in that regard. And what would help lock in? a bigger box office pull than putting that little dude in that movie series too. Mm-hmm. You know, Grogu will definitely bring more people into mm-hmm. it who were like, oh yeah, I loved him in that show. And oh yeah, I'd love to see him. So, and it's a way um, to, it's a way to introduce the audience to your new vision for Grogu, which is a little bit older, one that talks, one that uses a lightsaber, yeah. put him in what a movie and everybody saw it. What if he's like not necessarily the MacGuffin, but what if like they have to find him for some reason, and that's part of the explanation of where he was during the sequel trilogy, and he's a he's like the new part of balancing the force from the whatever this new threat is, and that's a wild. I uh, just put a tinfoil hat on thing, but just the here's an idea of how to get Grogu in there. I just I can't help but think about Ray doing her like kneel down thing like she did with BB-8, but it's her and Grogu, and just like. <laughs> him teaching her a trick with a lightsaber or something like that would be just like insanely amazing to see that happen. And I'm sure those ideas are floating around somewhere at Lucasfilm where they're like, this is our new little golden goose here. We still have the big guy, Darth Vader back there, but this little guy for the future plus Ray. And like, we keep saying like that, like, like Lacey, you say like little girls, but that little girl who was at our panel in 2019, um, just loving Ray, like they're going to be of that age where it's like they're going with their friends to the movies to see Star Wars because they Bella? remember seeing it when they were five. Yes, Bella. And when when they were five, they saw Ray for the first time, and now they're going to be twenty, and like they're going to be the ones driving to the theaters, and like add Grogu to that. It's just like it seems like one of those no brainers that Disney would be like, yeah, we're on board with that. Like that sounds mm-hmm. really good. I James, I also do understand your idea too, but I also think you're of the idea that you're not necessarily convinced we're gonna see more movies with Ray, right? So we're not talking necessarily um, that- about movies though. I'm I'm what I'm stuck on is episode ten. The big we're doing a trilogy, episode 10, <laughs> 11, and twelve. As far as movies that you know involve Ray, like a Ray Skywalker movie, yeah, I'm I understand that. Uh, a Finn tv show where he's learning to be a jedi and ray's in it yeah that makes sense you know or the poe dameron tv show or whatever where he's just off fighting and you know you occasionally see certain characters are here all that stuff makes sense to me i'm just where i don't land is that i i'm not 
sold that they're going to do another big 10, 11, and 12 continue the story trilogy thing. Okay. That's but fair. but as far as the characters and and the actors that are involved, like continuing the stories with the characters, yeah, absolutely, I think that will happen. Do you, do you guys think we'll see like a fully realized Jedi Grogu, like just full on? He he's a he's a he's a grown adult, hundred years old, just killing it with a lightsaber, Grogu, at some point. I think so. And you know what popped in my head, actually, as you guys were chatting? I had this, like, <laughs> kind of, like, daydream moment of thinking. Those uh, are good. I had the same thing, and I, I don't the, think you guys want to hear what I thought. <laughs> well, my my daydream was, you know, talking about Ray and Grogu and all those people meeting up. That means Chewie's there, too. So I mm. was just thinking, like, then flash into the Marvel thing, like, Ra- Rocket Raccoon and, and Groot. How about Grogu and Chewbacca, where you have Rey just like somewhere fighting and she's just like Chewie or something. And then it cuts to Chewie and Grogu's like jumping off his shoulder and like hitting people with the lightsaber. I mean, just just make it already. Like, how epic would that be? And then nobody expected Grogu to be there, and then the audience loses it because there's Grogu just like, you know, Chewie's launching him. With him in a little backpack. Oh my god! I'm just picturing Imagine Chewie just that like action figure him running up, sell... jumping off Chewie like oh. Rocket Raccoon does with uh, Groot. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm... yeah. Just see, I mean, that's a, it's it's insane. Seeing BB-8 interact with Grogu, like you yeah. you throwing in Chewie to me though, really made me think like what they were what they could do with him in that post era. And I, I mentioned the Poe Dameron show, and I'm like, what if they just had like Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it's like Poe and Chewie, <laughs> Poe Dameron and Chewbacca, and it's just like we've gotten yes! to the point that we're like, are they just gonna carbon copy? Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regurgitate. Right. That sounds really cool. No, uh, my terrible idea that I was dreaming daydreaming, and you guys are gonna go, I hate this, and I almost hate it too. But I was thinking, what <laughs> I love if how you're like, I was thinking about it, and I kind of hate it, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Yeah. What if what if they went like because the galaxy and a new order of people coming in and you know trying to take over everything that all just seems too too similar to everything that's already Mm -hmm. happened Mm -hmm. so i was trying to think of other options and how groku could be involved with that maybe if groku grogu is the big center point of the force and he's the uh, this big thing maybe they could kind of dark phoenix him and so they have to like like he doesn't understand his own power and he's kind of causing a rift that's like a force thing where they have to go and save Grogu from his own ability to not to to balance in a bad way like he's he's now understanding balance as oh if if I have been I've been light like my whole life like maybe we need to raise the dark up and he's like be kind of out of his mind balance oriented or something like that and it could be kind of an interesting thing because you know you could put him at that age where he like talks and understands and has the ability to kind of make his decisions and lead people and train new jedi and other things i don't know it's just it's i'm probably in a car on radio right now and so many people are driving going like this is ridiculous i'm talking about this i don't want that at (laughs) all more ridiculous than him jumping off chewy's shoulder being like yeah yeah i think that all sounds good to me but it's like the one thing that would be the real question mark is well you know depending on how big of a role he's gonna have or whatever because you don't want to overdo it because then you get into that like 
porg territory, at least for me, where you're like, I'm so so, so sick of this. Oh, the like, porgs. John with the but, porgs. But but it's like with Grogu, you know, they're probably going to if they get involved involve him in movies, I don't know that he's gonna be the center point. Right. But he'll be a factor. Um and then it comes to the question where where do they toe the line between puppet and we got to do some CG here because he's going to be using a lightsaber. Uh, they really pushed with, you know, Werner Herzog saying, you no, no, you got to stick with the puppet. And they did obviously use CGI for, for elements of the show without question. And we can't tell the difference, which shows right. how good they are. Right. Um, so just figure if they're going to make this, these movies in eight to 10 years, how much better is it going to be then? Maybe then they're like, you know what? We are uh, more comfortable using him yeah, in a so. CG setting, but maybe when it comes to, uh, a personal scene where he's interacting with somebody we we focus on the tangible element of the puppet so the actors are actually looking at the real thing sure. uh, which which Pedro Pascal and everyone said was very important for them because they felt like he was a real thing he was like even that scene where they're at by the fire they had him like back up from the flame and stuff like you, when you create this real quote unquote being it makes the actors react to him and all the stuff they said in the gallery. I think that'd be important for the actors going forward, uh, whoever that is, whether it is Daisy Ridley or, or it's like you said, James, maybe it's a completely different set of movies. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Like adult Grogu, like balancing that. I mean, that's obviously more of a question for someone like Hal Hickler or whatever, but like the CG slash the puppet I still feel like you got to use a lot of the puppet as much as you can. Right. He would have to be CG except for close-ups. Hmm. Like, but CG Yoda, not that we got in the prequels like that, not the puppet Yoda. But then you want yeah. puppet Yoda based on what we got in The Last Jedi and the original trilogy. But yeah, it, it's tough because in the gallery they did say they tried to do as much as they can based on the puppet and what the limitations of the puppet were but you can't have a puppet fighting with lightsabers and stuff and make it look realistic so i would assume it would have to be cg yeah i mean here's the thing is when you say a a cg character like you know whatever yoda species like rocket rocket was a cg character yeah i mean but the thing is is like you're you're immediately when you put it in the context of star wars you're gonna go to yoda and you're gonna think of all of the cg characters in um in like the prequels yeah so you're looking you're looking at the how they replaced yoda with that fully cg you're looking at jar jar banks you're looking at dexter jetster sebulba yeah exactly and you're thinking like ah that doesn't really feel right to me but it's like that was george's decision and that was 20 years ago and 20 years ago you're you're talking about new filmmakers that are going to look at this and they're going to try to yeah keep star wars alive they're they're going to use cg when they need to use it and it's going to probably look a lot better to have him doing his thing in today's age where it's like man that looks freaking photo real like i mean like you're looking at i mean you we forget like thanos is a completely cg character you know and you're you're interacting with live action and we just think of that as like another life of pie the The whole tiger is fake well josh brolin did uh performance capture performance capture true but yeah. you're still looking at a fully CG character. Well, maybe they have Grogu do performance capture so they make sure the CG's right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you got him on set, you might as well. Um, he, like, puts out a cigarette. He's like, oh, I'm up. All right. Yeah, I go. definitely think, like, you're also talking about, John, you're, you're, 
we're getting into live action development for Star Wars even five or ten years down the line. We're looking at where everything's going to be. This is going to be an achievement for Disney. They're going to put this just like they are right now with the volume. Like half of the Mandalorian's marketing is around the volume and the technology that they're moving forward with being a company that Lucasfilm, I mean, not even so much Disney, Lucasfilm being a company that has always pioneered technology and how they can improve filmmaking as a whole. Where are they going to be 10 years down the line? They're going to be really excited about their fully CG Yoda, or I'm sorry, Grogu, that just lives in this world with live action characters and how he interacts with everybody. Right. We, they might See, even be using AI to program how the character is going to react. So it's almost like a surprise performance. Right. I mean, the we're talking 10 years later. I don't know. They're going to be like, this is this is his brain. We put it in. We set up the scene and then we let the AI take over. And the AI is like looking at this person talking and looking at this person as a reaction to it. You know, it's like and we can know that we're going to get similar results and reactions and personality out of this AI set from this CG character. Every time we put them into these different scenes, it's a reliable right. um, acting performance on a CG character. The, the biggest Crazy. problem now, James, what? is you're going to have to create a thumbnail with Ray <laughs> kneeling down talking to Grogu. So that's going to be a problem. Uh, um, maybe. We'll see. Uh, no, but um, I know, you know, we're up against time a little bit here, but I, I just, I, and it's all speculation. Uh, they may not decide to use him in the movie. Just to me, just for logically... I don't see how Disney, Lucasfilm will explore it. They probably already are. I don't see how Disney doesn't say like, yeah, you guys have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, just because of how marketable he is, we talked about it at the top, how he, you know, transcended pop culture, let alone transcended Star Wars. Like, he's he entered Darth Vader territory. And there's, I don't know that there's any other Star Wars character that has ever done that, where it's like everyone knows what he is. And that is something that is very enticing for a studio, especially a studio who's been trying for decades to break through in the international market. People overseas know Baby Yoda and they know what Grogu is. Right. uh, So to me, I know there's nothing in in the water right now in terms of them creating the next saga or whatever you want to call it, James, episode 10, Ray Skywalker, whatever, because we have Patty Jenkins who should probably quiet down a little bit before she gets herself in trouble before coming out with Rogue Squadron. Uh, uh, That's how it happens, Ty- man. I, I know you, you called it. You called it. <laughs> Every you did Wars. call uh, it, James. You said you said she's going to put out a stinker or something. Now it's going to be trouble. But now she's talking about like, uh, you know, sh- taking shots at streaming stuff. It's just like she needs to just pipe down and make her movie uh, before she gets herself in trouble. But, Not to say that she's uh, right or wrong. Okay, just care. the political yeah, 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 aspect yeah. of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just saying I wouldn't say anything if I had a, if I was coming out of the Star Wars movie, you guys would never hear from me. I'd just be like, I'm not saying a word. I'm deleting all my social media accounts. <laughs> I'm out. Um, but then you have Taika Waititi and, and who knows uh, what the third movie is. Again, we don't know what the deal with Ryan Johnson. So th- none of this is set, but you got to, you know, Pablo Hidalgo famously said, we're, we're working on things that you may not see for 10 years. 
And I think that's probably one of those things on a whiteboard somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, j- just the, the, the thought of it. That's all I'm trying to tell our audience is just think about the idea, whether you love the sequel trilogy or not, of an of a, of a, of a established powerhouse character like Rey working alongside a new Jedi Finn and Grogu. Right. Get Ez- an older Ezra in the mix where he's like the mentor now. Mm-hmm. In a sense, then you get, you can get Kaziono in as the new Poe Dameron. Uh, you can bring all these characters from all these different mediums that we spent time devoting ourselves to, meeting them, learning them, and they would all be age appropriate based on the actors because uh, Christopher Sean could come in. Uh, you can get whoever's playing Ezra. You can get them involved. Um, it just seems like it's something that would be such a perfect way for them to do their Avengers without forcing it the way like DC did, where they're like, we got to catch up to Marvel. It's like we are, they already have all these characters, so you don't need the exposition. Everyone knows the characters. And even if it's a casual moviegoer, maybe they don't need to necessarily know the backstories for some of these characters. Right. But the, the, the diehard fans would be like, that's Kaz. And now he's the guy? That's so cool that he's our new Poe Dameron or our new, you know, uh, Biggs Darklighter or Wedge. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's something they could really take advantage of. Now, whether they do it, I don't know. I don't. There's a reason why I'm not there, because I maybe it's a stupid idea. But I think it's something that they could really capitalize on and uh, and widen the net on how people absorb Star Wars outside of the domestic market. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it's always definitely interesting. You're right, John. It It is always interesting when we we used to speculate a little bit more. Like, is Snoke Ezra or something like that? You're like, no, because <laughs> they they would never go down the route where they would expect you to know who Ezra is based mm-hmm. on this, like, show or whatever. But it's funny how, how it is. In my head, it's kind of turned in this other direction where sometimes I think they introduce us to characters all the time that don't have any backstory whatsoever. So they, you know, they could, they could say, um, like for instance, like Finn, like I didn't know who Finn was. I didn't have anything to do with Finn. They just introduced him in a movie. Yeah. Right. And, and that's cool. But like what I'm saying is with, with Kaz to build on your example is that you're saying like, no, they would never include Kaz because he is a character from this TV show and they'd rather just, you know, like they don't want to make it so that you have to know the resistance or whatever. You don't, you just have to introduce a character named Kaz. He almost has more likelihood to be in it because he has had a little bit of introduction. If you go with any other character just to be a new character, that's a risk because now you just, are introducing like him with Bliss, no yeah. understanding at all. Zori Bliss is a great example. Right. Yeah, it's just a new character that you're bringing into yeah. the story with no with no fan base or no loyalty to a character at Dude, all. So Babu it starts to interacting make, with Baby Yoda. Forget uh, about it. That's a real. <laughs> that's a real thing that could oh, happen in in the, in this happen. proposed thing that you're talking about. Po, the universe would Zori, fold into itself out of a cuteness supernova. Babu. <laughs> Yeah, BB-8. You have you have uh, oh my god, you all have, the bees. You have Chewbacca oh. and BB-8 at his feet, and Chewbacca's holding Babu freaking Baby Yoda. <laughs> Forget about it, dude. Oh my god. All right. So, um, any last thoughts before we move on? Uh, I gave mine. So I don't know if uh, James, you kind of did. Lacey, do you have anything else you want to throw yeah. on here? 
I hope we see more of Grogu. I, I don't want it to end with, uh, hey, he went off with Luke and that's it. I, I don't think that's the case. I think, going back to what I said earlier, he, it's just the beginning for Grogu. I think there's plenty of story to tell. Um, yeah. But yeah, I hope I, I really do want to see him with Ray. I, I want to see him later on, but we got to figure out how did he get there. So I guess we'll figure yes. it out. Yes. All right. Um, so that's that discussion. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about with Grogu as we learn more, see him more when he comes back, whenever he does. Uh, but let us know what you think about this discussion. Uh, any any thoughts that you have that we didn't bring up? Your your thoughts on on our takes about it? And uh, if you don't mind uh, sharing the episode with uh whether you're on twitter or wherever um quote tweet it post it to your facebook whatever just spread the word say hey check out the star wars podcast they're talking about the future of baby yoda uh we appreciate that so um we're not done yet though as kylo ren once said uh so lacy what's going on all right guys it's time for resistance transmissions (laughs) so Every once in a while, John will put up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter at RBATSWNN, and you guys give your answers. I don't know what the scenario is, I don't know what you said, and we read it live on the show and see what, see what happens. Sometimes they're heartfelt, sometimes they're funny. So this week's situation is create a serial based on any Star Wars character. What is in it? Is there a toy? And what is the marketing tagline? <laughs> and and I'm going to jump in real quick, and I'm a little bummed that John did not use my manned O's oh. for the graphic on this. He went with oh. an actual... I forgot about that. Yeah. So I, if you have not seen it, I'm sure you could probably search through Twitter or something like that, but I created the manned O's, and I made a cereal with a bowl of cereal in the front, and like all the artwork oh. and everything for it, the box art. We could tweet uh. it. Don't worry, James. We'll tweet no, it. No, I was just, I thought it was funny because I saw it, and I thought, oh, man, I, I, mine would be the Mandos, and he didn't use it. He just, I, I didn't, well, I wasn't mad, but I just thought you probably forgot <laughs> i love her like I, i'm not mad i'm not mad at all i'm not <laughs> no. mad i'm not mad <laughs> no i'm just, I'm just gonna jump well. in here yeah. and chastise john yeah, for ruining my <laughs> I'm life just, just kidding speaking yeah. of cereal though that mando uh mandalorian baby yoda cereal is very good took a year off I, my life i still enjoy it <laughs> the first one looks very similar to mine all right first up is kale B, a.k.a. Luke's Green Saber. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. He, he said, Bulios, a wheat-based <laughs> cereal that will help you win the war. That is each morning. This I, he, I added that. He didn't say that to me. Oh. Uh, this fun cereal will make you milk <clears throat> your milk turn as green as an Ovisian. Ooh, well done, Kyle. Uh, with a taste so good, you'll lose your head. Oh, Kyle! Bulios. The part that I, the part that I laughed, that I loved. He did actually. He did say. I got confused on what he was left out. It's the it. It's the wheat-based cereal that'll help you win the war. <laughs> I love that. That's good. I don't care what anybody says. Look, I love Mark Hamill. He did a great job with Bulio. I was sad to see Bulio die, but. He does have a little bit of an accent when he says, win the war. Go listen I to I can't it. hear Mark Hamill in that voice at all, no matter how many times that I hear it. That's probably why he did do that an accent. That minds he did a good job. Yeah. 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 If, if I had John's talent to be able to pick out any voice actor, 
any famous voice actor. I feel like <laughs> it John would be. Wouldn't have, John wouldn't have gotten that useless. He wouldn't have guessed that it was Mark Hamill. Get out of here. Yeah. So patrons know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I also, uh, I opened up a browser and clicked on it and it was like recent history. Uh, Arby's Vic Rains. <laughs> <laughs> we anyway. have <laughs> Next is Andrew Staley at Deuce underscore Staley. Hey, Andrew. He said, hey, have you ever heard the tragedy of an unbalanced breakfast? Wow, you guys went all out this week. Uh, new Shivios <laughs> with lightning marshmallows will give you focus for your day of galactic rule. Each box includes a special wrinkle-free iron-on Order 66 logo. Aww. Very nice. Shivios. Do, Do it. it. <laughs> he, so a couple of Easter eggs in there. He he put, added give you focus, which is uh, probably one knowledge. These so far, the first two have all these little like things. Yeah, there. I love it. I also feel like a, it's like a go-to for people when you're creating a cereal. A lot of people want to go with the O's. That, yeah, that was what I did. The Bullios and then the the Shivios. Yeah. I'm just waiting for do we Brian have... Ward to Brian Ward to do each one of these boxes. Oh, Brian, that'd be if, great. If you're yeah. bored. <laughs> Do we even have a cereal free. called anything O's? Can you name one legitimate cereal named Cheerios? Wow. Oreo O's. Uh, that's a good I point, but Oreo it's not like Cheerios. It's not like Cheery O's. Oreo O's. There you go. Count Chocolo. No. No. But I don't count Cheerios. That's one word. Did you guys see Brian when because of the last week the the bee sting story? He made an image of a bee. Uh, as Obi-Wan having the high ground on me. Oh and my god, wrote, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't he wrote, John, either. I have the hive ground. <laughs> oh, oh man. Brian is the best. Oh my god. He, he has is. the best setup. He's like, he posts all his photos all the time of his background now where he sits and f- does Photoshop in front of this beautiful background and I'm like, man, I need to step my game up. <laughs> Brian is, he's he's all time. Alright, so next is Mark at the kind of vacants. There he is. At duh underscore kind underscore awakens. He's also a Kit Kat expert. Fun oh, fact. Yeah. Uh, his cereal is Raisin Ben. Oh, God. <laughs> two scoops of raisins in every box will replace your two rebel hero parents who left you at Jedi school. <laughs> a balanced breakfast for the unbalanced Padawan. That is really good. Raisin <laughs> Guys, like you it. went all out. <laughs> Next is Sean Santarude at Rude Cold. How rude, Sean? Sean. Where you been, Sean? Sean said, Porg Pops. Yes, you can now be just like Chewbacca and eat your very own porg. Oh. The slightly roasted cereal even pops in your mouth to give you that extra... <laughs> wait, to give you that perfect morning wake-up call. Please note... No porgs were harmed in the making of this cereal. Very important to say that. <laughs> Slightly roasted cereal even pops in your <laughs> Slightly mouth. Slightly roasted. Uh, next is Matt Skywalker at Jedi underscore adopted. Hey, Matt. He said, try Raylos. <laughs> what is uh, it? <laughs> I, yeah, that was me looking at the camera for the audio people. Uh, okay. Wholesome Corn Ray and Kylo faces with marshmallows, pink hearts, <laughs> blue lightsabers, sil- silver lightning bolts, and empty black Henleys. <laughs> Once you've tried Raylos, you'll never be able to move on. <laughs> Ain't that true, Matt? I'm still stuck on them. Once you've tried Raylos. Oh, oh, oh man. What a tagline. <laughs> 
I'll put that on a shirt. All right. Next is more 5150 at more 5150. What up, Michael? Hey, buddy. Uh, he said, golden puffed Snokes. <laughs> Have you ever seen puffed wheat? It looks like Snoke's snarled face. Coated with golden glittery sugar with red Praetorian Guard marshmallows. I love how everyone's adding marshmallows because it's just got to have marshmallows. Uh, red Praetorian Guard marshmallows, which have just a hint of ketchup flavoring. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> golden puffed snokes causing an awakening to your taste buds. I like that his pitch was at the like everyone's had a pitch almost like wholesome corn ray and you yeah, know it's yeah. like they're not describing it they're almost like stating the commercial it. this might be the best transmissions we've ever had okay next is <laughs> it, steve yeah. lamson at kremlin cardinal and steve said what up steve steve said mandos oh. yep here we go so, so i'm i'm yeah it's it's out there <laughs> james is so upset <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm mad. not mad. Either way. Well, I feel bad way, that I said all bad. that at either the beginning, way. and now one of the submissions was Mandos. All right, Steve said Mandos, crispy Beskar oat rings, and thermal detonator granola clusters. Ooh, I love granola with razor crest shaped marshmallows. The toy. Send in five box tops, and you get a Nerf disintegrator gun. What tagline? You can eat it warm. Or you can eat it cold. <laughs> oh my gosh. John had it pulled there you up. Go, James. <laughs> For our audio listeners, I'm showing James's box that he made, which is very elaborate. So You know what's the funniest thing about the Mandos thing is that you spend a couple minutes at the top going, Mandos, blah blah blah, and Steve's listening going, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I said that one. <laughs> I didn't right, steal Steve? it though. I didn't even. Let me know, even know Steve. If you were sitting there, just being yeah. like, "Hi, Allison." I do like his. I do like his tagline though, because yes. there is some hot cereal and some cold cereal. You can eat I it did. warm, or you can eat it cold. Yeah, I didn't put any taglines on mine. I don't think. <laughs> Maybe you stole it from his name. Maybe. I'm just kidding. All right. Last but not least is Jim at Sorb Photo. What up, Jim? Jim said, "Jar Jar Puffs." Crunchy whole wheat cereal shaped like jar jars with Booma marshmallows, Gungan bongo submarine toy in every box. Quote, nice. he may have ruined the separatist. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to just bring in the kids, you know what I mean? Just, what a tagline. <laughs> he, may, he may have ruined the separatist chances for freedom. But he won't ruin your breakfast. <laughs> Jar Jar Puff. That one. I that, can also. I can also that see Jar Jar being had like such like an escalated <laughs> beginning. Yeah. He may have ruined the separatist chances of freedom. He may have ruined the entire. And then it just kind of bottoms out with a little bit of. <laughs> but he won't ruin your breakfast. <laughs> that might be Hall of Fame right there. Oh man. That's that's a very very good one. So many of these were good, man. All these, yeah, were everyone good. did a great this job. This might be I the best transmissions we've ever had, hands down. I mean, I best wish one. I could have picked them, picked them all, but you know, we can't do that. So everyone maybe did we'll a great have job. to do a separate video where we just read all of them. Just those, can. yeah. Or just or just do the same transmission next week. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Just do another we'll line. Do of, lunch next. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, guys, thank you so much. If you want to be a part of the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN and just look out for hashtag resistance transmissions. I almost said hashtag Jar Jar Puffs. Resistance (laughs) transmissions. Back to you, John. All right, so uh, thanks to everybody. Hope you had a good time. Hope you had some good laughs. Hope uh, you got your imagination going about the future. We covered covered all the bases here, and uh, that's what we like to do on our discussion episodes. Uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of takes, a lot of good discussions, and uh, hopefully a good time for all of you. So thank you. Make sure you do subscribe to the show on your preferred platform, whether that's an audio podcast or YouTube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. Uh, as James said at the top, Patreon support means a great deal to us, especially yeah. if we want to do what we want to do for 2022. We're starting to plan now already. Uh, so your support will allow us to know what we can do. Um, so thank you all for your support. And a special thank you to our generals and our spice runners. First, our generals Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Haz Islam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you. And our Spice Runners, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Double C, Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Thank you, Spice Runners. And thank you to all of our patrons uh, for all of your support. It means a great deal to us. Um, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter, writing and editing over at Star Wars NewsNet, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, available on all your audio podcast apps. Not video. We don't like to do video there, but anyway, uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram wishing for all these cereals because they sound delicious, but also uh, probably talking about what happened yesterday with hasbro so yeah mm-hmm. very true we'll see yeah did, did our yeah did, did our predictions from monday about what they won't announce happen check on twitter um james uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at myra trunks indeed they can uh we will be back on monday with another episode so Uh, We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend coming up, and we'll see you next time, right here on TRB. See you around, kids. Bye.